Welcome to day 121 of uh, Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of Scripture. Uh, we've, uh, for the last couple of days, have been reading through the account of Samson as one of the judges of Israel. And not only is Israel drifting further and further from the heart of God, but those who lead them are drifting further and further from the heart of God. And it's often been said that sometimes uh, we are given the you know the leaders that we deserve. And so you have a reflection of the nation of Israel in the person of Samson as one who is deeply self-willed, living for his own glory, gratifying his own uh, desires. And so as you read through the life of Samson, it's it's definitely in, in the entire book of Judges is this way as well. Uh, it's a kind of a what's wrong with this picture. And we see so many ways that a man who is supposed to be dedicated to God from his birth is is far more dedicated to himself. So we pick up uh, in Judges chapter uh, 15. So David, before we, uh, before we read, why don't you uh, offer this moment, offer ourselves uh, to the Lord. Now let's pray. Father, we do um, thank you so much for, for who you are, your, your nearness to us, your presence with us. We thank you for your word that is living and, and active and how all of, of your word is used to convict us and to shape us and to make us into your people. And so as we turn to your scriptures now in the hecticness of of our day and the busyness of life, um, may you help uh, calm us and help us to fix our gaze and, and fix our eyes onto you. And in that, may we have peace and hope and joy as we look now to your word. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. And the last time um, we left Samson, he had uh, just shared with his wife the secret to his riddle about uh, out of the eater, something to eat, out of the strong, something sweet. And, uh, of course, she, uh, she told her, her fellow countrymen, and her fellow countrymen answered Samson's riddle. He kind of pouted and uh, went off uh, to his father's house. So he's never, you know, completely, you know, uh, gone through the wedding feast or the wedding ceremony so we pick up uh you know sometime later when uh, samson acts as if nothing has happened so pick up in judges 15. later on at the time of the wheat harvest samson took a young goat and went to visit his wife he said i'm going to my wife's room but her father would not let him go in i was so sure that you hated her he said that i gave her to your companion isn't her younger sister more attractive take her instead samson said to them this time I have a right to get even with the Philistines. I'll really harm them. So he went out and he caught 300 foxes and tied them tail to tail in pairs. He then fastened a torch to every pair of tails, lit the torches and let the foxes loose in the standing grain of the Philistines. He burned up the shocks and the standing grain together with the vineyards and the olive groves. When the Philistines asked who did this, they were told Samson, the Temanite's son-in-law, because his wife was given to his companion. So the Philistines went up and burned her and her father to death. Samson said to them, Since you've acted like this, I swear that I won't stop until I get my revenge on you. He attacked them viciously and slaughtered many of them. Then he went down and he stayed in the cave in the rock of Edom. The Philistines went up and camped in Judah, spreading out near Lehi. The people of Judah asked, Why have you come to fight us? We have come to take Samson prisoner, they answered, to do to him as he did to us. And 3,000 men from Judah went down to the cave in the rock of Edom and said to Samson, Don't you realize that the Philistines are rulers over us? What have you done to us? He answered, I merely did to them what they did to me. 
They said to him, We've come to tie you up and to hand you over to the Philistines. Samson said, Swear to me that you won't kill me yourselves. Agreed, they answered. We'll only tie you up and hand you over to them. We will not kill you. So they bound him with two new ropes and led him up from the rock. As he approached Lehi, the Philistines came toward him, shouting. The Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. The ropes on his arms became like charred flax, and his bindings dropped from his hands. Finding a fresh jawbone of a donkey, he grabbed it and struck down a thousand men. Then Samson said, With a donkey's jawbone, I've made donkeys of them. With a donkey's jawbone, I've killed a thousand men. When he finished speaking, he threw away the jawbone, and the place was called Ramah Lehi. Because he was very thirsty, he cried out to the Lord, You've given your servant the scrapes of victory. Must I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? And God opened up a hollow place in Lehi, and the water came out of it. When Samson drank, his strength returned, and he was revived. So the spring was called Enhaquare, and it is still there in Lehi. Samson led Israel for twenty years in the day of the Philistines. So we have another uh, another addition in the life of of Samson. Uh, he can't decide whether he's married or not married, but uh, when he comes back to claim his wife, his father said, I don't think it's going to be a good idea, you know, for you to walk in a room. Besides, her, her younger sister is much more attractive. So there's kind of the tenor of the whole passage, and we not only, you know, have cruelty to Philistines, we have cruelty to animals as well, so the rating on this uh, particular reading would be, uh, you know, pretty sharp. Capturing 300 foxes, that's quite a feat. And then tying torches to them. Tying torches to their tails and having them run in different directions through the the grain. Certainly creative, (laughs) you know, in in every instance. We'll give them that. So what are some of the things you guys are seeing as we read through this passage? I'm Paul Kemp, by the way, here with David Keefe and Matt Kresge. It it was one little line, but in towards the end of verse 11, just as the men are kind of coming to get um, Samson and they're coming to, to take him and then and, and they kind of these 3,000 men from Judah come down to the cave to the rock of Edom and they say to Samson don't you realize that the Philistines are rulers over us and just kind of a sad tone you know we, as we talked about it the judges are getting a little sadder the story's getting a little sadder but even for these these people of Israel to even know like these are the rulers over us right now in, in this land that we were supposed to be thriving in it's just a really sad tone for the history of Israel that they came in with all this hope and all this energy to, to be God's people and, and for him to rule over them, right? And now there's just these Philistines. Right, and that over. was you know, part of the warnings you know, that Joshua gave them, uh, that if you do not honor the, the Lord, that these people will become snares to you and will be rulers over you. And, of course, you see that, uh, you know, you see that being fulfilled. And so they've resigned, you know, the position they're in rather than doing what they've done, you know, through the early stages of the book of Judges, crying out to the Lord. Uh, they've pretty resigned, much resigned themselves to be a slave people uh, and to live under the dominance of the Philistines. And of course, God had already rescued them or their history as he rescued them from Egypt in order to be his people. Now they've become enslaved again uh, in the land that he's given them. Yeah. So much. I mean, it just echoes so much of the previous chapter that we read. But yours, it's pretty remarkable to me just how often Samson, you know, boasts in his own strength. Mm-hmm. He boasts in his wisdom. He, he just does whatever he wants to do and, and justifies it. Even you know, he says, "This time I have the right to get even with the Philistines. I will really harm them." Yeah, and and here it is, the judge of Israel. You know, and yet he's 
he's justifying what he's about to do. He's angry. We see, you know, even in the end of verse four or chapter 14, he's, he burned with anger. Um, but again, that note, uh, you know, in uh, verse, was it verse 14, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. And, and just time and time again, we, we see the spirit empowering Samson. Um, but again, verse 16, Samson's boast with a donkey's jawbone, I've made donkeys of no, them. He's, he's written two songs so far, and neither one of them, <laughs> you know, as of, of the custom, you know, in scripture, you know, the songs in honor of the Lord and of his, uh, these are, you know, songs that are pretty much in honor, you know, honor of himself. So he's actually writing hymns to himself about himself, which yeah. is a characteristic, you know, that, that, that you know, so many of us, you know, do have that are real. Our highest praise is for ourself rather than the one who has, you know, gifted us, you know, in, in so many different it's a ways. Boasting yeah. of disobedience as well. Yeah. I mean, this was, yes. you know, that Nazareth Val is he should not touch anything that was, you know, unclean. That includes a carcass, and here he is yeah. boasting that I, I continue to disobey the Lord and my vow to Him. Yeah. No, no doubt, and of course that takes us, you know, back, you know, to the early fall and Lamech's, you know, one of the first songs that we find in, in Scripture, you know, is a is a, a sinful boast or a proud boast, and so we see, you know, the heart of the fallen, uh, you know, fallen creature or fallen man as a, to boast in themselves rather than uh, to boast in the Lord. Hmm. And even in kind of the section of the passage Matt was mentioning there earlier, you know, is. You said kind of from a star. I mean, even Samson, like he just kind of leaves his wife, you know, like disregards his responsibilities and, and then comes back and finds, well, the dad says, I thought you hated her, man. So I gave her to your companion. And, and that's what his justification is for all this terribleness rather than having humility. I mean, he's such a prideful guy, right? And, and having this humility and kind of seeing in the wrong that he might have done in this whole situation. He just puts the blame on these guys and then sets their fields on fire and goes after him yeah and and of course you know the very thing you know that his uh you know wife was trying to avoid by coaxing the riddle out of him is having her house and her or not not her house her household the members of her family burned uh you know happened the philistines and and you see why god is judging the philistines but it's an imperfect judge is using you know the philistines you know burned her and her father you know to death you know, we've talked some about the judges cycle as well and uh, in, in a judges cycle what's notable is usually what's absent and when we have that note at the end of chapter 15 samson led israel for 20 years in the day of the days of the philistines you don't get any note of rest you don't get any note of the land that's having right. rest uh, that's, because there is no rest in this moment now you do see when they call upon the lord and the, and the lord sends a deliver there is a, a a season of rest and this is just simply and uh, you know what a you know tongue-in-cheek kind of phrase he he led israel there's really no connection here uh with any positive influence that he had on the nation of israel or any unifying factor that he had on the nation of israel he was just an adjutant to those uh you know that were ruling over uh over israel so there is no you know there is no freedom there is no you know true victory mm-hmm. uh, there's you know these small you know uh, single victories for samson but there is there is no benefit you know to the nation from what he does other than entertainment purposes is get some their, good stories their you enemies, tell your kids. Uh, yeah. one thing i thought was kind of kind of cool and, and i hope it kind of points us to christ is at the end of the story you know as a as samson's killed all these people and these you know hey i'm, I'm really thirsty 
and he kind of cries out you know like he wants water and obviously we've seen samson just be this really unfaithful guy and and yet god provides him water right and we've seen israel in the past be unfaithful and yet god provides water and then we jump all the way back to the gospels right and john jesus the one who was truly faithful he cries out for water i thirst on the cross and he gets you know the sour wine and and so it's just kind of crazy to see like all these unfaithful men god's providing them with water but then one day will come where this faithful one cries out for water and and he won't get it but it's in that that we actually get as even jesus talked about you know streams of living water we never right. thirst again and he even calls us to come to him um those who are thirsty it's just kind of wild to see that the idea of thirst played no, out that, and, and those points to christ no, no doubt uh, the one who i'm uh, the one who provided living water for us uh, was offered bitter dregs uh, on the cross and of course highly symbolic of the bitter dregs of our sin um, he got what we deserved and we got uh, by his grace what only he deserved the gift of life and the gift of renewal and the gift of uh, refreshment and um, David, why don't you uh, close us with a word of prayer? We had you open us with a word oh, of prayer, wow. didn't we? Because this thing, man. Go, yeah. Open and close with David King. Wow. Let's pray. Father, we uh, we look to your word and we see so much ugliness and so much pain and and we see that your your world is is not how you would desire it to be. We see that in the story of Samson, we see that in our own story today. Um, and so we thank you that there was one who did come who was faithful. Um, he was your, your true man, and in, in him um, we find everything we've ever been looking for. And so we thank you for Christ. We thank you for his faithfulness, um, the faithful covenant keeper, the one who lived the life we couldn't live and died the death we deserved. And now in, in his life, in his death, through his resurrection, um, we have been given new life. Um, and our thirsts have been satisfied in him. And so may we be a people today who are satisfied in you. Do that great work in us that only you can do. We pray this all in the great name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.